1: No Filter Network, love being with you. How you doing there, Mr. Salisbury?
2: I'm doing great, man. How about you?
1: I'd be a lot better if I had Aaron Donald's bank account. I can freaking tell you that right now, huh? And listen, I'm happy as hell for him. He's the best defensive player in football. I personally did not think he was going to retire. I'm not saying he was bluffing, but I never bought into that. Did you?
2: Not at all. I mean, last week we had this conversation on on my morning drive show. I said, guys, listen. Because they said, well, he'd be at peace with retiring. Well, I, I understand he probably would. Super Bowl ring. He's been the best defensive player of his era, of his time, at his position. He just has. He's a Hall of Famer. He got that ring. He's made a lot of money. He's in. When you look at him, he looks like he's a. He's got the body of like a two hundred and twenty pounder, and he's like two nine. It's ridiculous. He's a, yeah. a monster. And you know, I went. Through, we went through his list of endorsements. He's got like thirty of them, right? So he's making a lot of Is money. He there. Really. Oh, dude, wow. low, I mean, it's like Leslie National and low, I'm telling you, it's 25 of them. I mean, just boom, 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 wow. which is really cool. He's a likable guy and he's a monster on the field. But Grant, I said, I said, listen, I don't believe it's a ploy. Do I believe that Aaron Donald could walk away and feel good? His body? Yes, I do. Wow. Do I believe he is? I said, absolutely not. I said, what's going to happen? The Rams are going to get smart. This is just simply to let him know that he could do it. They're behind this is, he's going to play football. He ain't retiring because they're going to come back and make him the highest paid player at his position in front seven, let alone now highest paid non quarterback in the history of the league. 95 million over the next three years, what 47 or so guaranteed for, for 2022, even if he was hinting towards retirement, that'll talk your ass out of retirement in a hurry. So I didn't believe I thought it was about 99.2% chance he was playing. And that the only way he'd retire is if they embarrassed him. I mean, if they insulted him with a low ball offer, which the Rams weren't dumb enough to do.
1: All right. I started watching football in the early 60s. To me, the best defensive player that I've ever seen, the defensive player that impacted the game more than any other player that I've ever seen was Lawrence Taylor. Who would you put in that spot? And where would you put Aaron Donald among that group in NFL history?
2: Top five already. He's in the top five. I think guys that we didn't see because we didn't have enough games that if he'd have been playing now, if just shifted it, you know, where we had the same cameras on him and people appreciated him and overshadowed by one of the best personnel teams ever. Joe Green was that guy. Yeah. Watching him, Joe Green, when I watched him grow, Joe Green was in uh, and but the L.C. Greenwood and Fats, Ernie Fats Holmes and Whitewood, they were loaded everywhere. Right. But he was a monster player. From the time you know at that point in time, you're just like, man, that guy's great. You're intrigued. But when I started studying football, my time the guys were from from hand in the dirt to the mid level guy to the back end guy. Hand in the dirt was Reggie White. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter when. It didn't matter when and where you played. Richard Dent was close, but Rich. When you played against Rich, you didn't – underrated in this part part of it, trust me. When you played against Rich, the key with big old Richard was don't piss him off in a game like cut him. He hated getting cut. Mm-hmm. And so you'd say don't cut him in the second – and Richard could – you know, Richard was a great player, but he was really – you know, Richard went about his business the way he wanted to go about his business on that great defense, right? But the second – like if, he was, if you had him in one of those games where, you know, hopefully Richard's energy wasn't through the roof – um, and a hall of great fucking football player, and I love him as a dude too. But then all of a sudden, somebody get a little bit overzealous and cut him. <laughs> as like, and Rich would look at it, he'd be so pissed that all held break loose for the defense. So Reggie, with his hand in the dirt, Lawrence Taylor not was not was not only the the best at at, at what he did, and the most you had to you slid your defense to Reggie and Lawrence. And Lawrence says he was a stand on the edge lines. So I put him. He's a linebacker. So he was that level, and then on the back end, while Dion is a cover guy, we know that yeah. the best all-around defense. And I played against Lester Hayes for a minute. Mike Haynes later yeah. in his career, fantastic. The best difference maker that I ever saw that blitzed from the secondary, could cover, could run, was big and physical, could play corner, could play safety, was Rod Woodson. Okay, and we, he was the only DB that we had to worry because he blitzed off the slot that we had to know where he lined up in my career. So, and I teammates would say, I'll say I was. A, 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 phenomenal there's a lot of those guys but the best reggie the the, the with a hand in the dirt lawrence as a linebacker and lawrence changed that position and the way yes. we play it and then for my money during my career rod woodson in the back end because he could do friggin everything
1: i agree 100 percent about reggie white there's no doubt about that i want to ask you about what you said about dent no question about how good he was however he had the fridge. He had Hampton and McMichael next to him. Yep. He had Mike Singletary in the middle. He had Wilbur Marshall and Otis Wilson at the linebackers. So with that being said, how much did that benefit Dent during that era with the Bears? How much better did that make him as opposed to being on a team that wasn't very good?
2: It benefited It benefited um, everybody on that team. It benefited Mike Singletary. Because they kept people off Mike's legs, right? Mike yep. was such so, a so smart, intense player. Yep. But you make a great point. I think Grant, what you mean is like if I stuck Reggie in on a two and fourteen team at the time, sixteen games, yes. would he still be? A, would he still disrupt and wreak havoc? The answer, and he here. would. Yes, yes, he would. If I stuck Richard Dent with the Pittsburgh Steelers in the seventies, would he wreak havoc? You damn right, he would. Right? <laughs> yeah, he'd damn be right scary. It. But right. when, when you're around that, that and, and similar to Joe Green, is like. Well, the credit now, Joe had a different type of approach to the sure. game is nasty. But listen, when you played for those Steelers, Jack Ham, Jack Lambert, and Andy Russell, they're pretty good too. And LC Greenwood probably could have been, we probably could have put him in the Hall of Fame. And Jack Ham. Really, uh, Jack Ham is, the, and he's a, right. Talk about one of the most underrated great players of all time. <laughs> right. Jack Hamm, right. Like right. Phil Filipiano in that group with the Teddy yeah. Hendricks, right? So, yeah, I, I would say that. Richard benefited because he knew you couldn't double him the whole game. Yeah, right. And and the way they played that forty six defense, but Richard was the best, one of the best I've ever been around. It. Some guys go into a game pissed off. If you went up to Richard in the pregame, you know he's just a good dude, right? A good dude, and he can lure you to sleep because you think, oh, he's too nice to be really good. It's like, uh, bad idea. And the second you cut him, dude, if you wanted to get energy, <laughs> you'd look at your own player and say, "Don't be a dumbass." Yeah. Block him up here, because then you may be able to engage him. You block him in the knees. The next, you might as well okay. kiss your ass goodbye. Hypothetically. But Aaron if Donald's were, in the top five. If Aaron okay. Donald will dominate if he was playing in Carolina, if he was playing with okay. the He'll dominate anywhere.
1: Okay, so I'm going to ask you from a quarterback perspective. Yep. yep, You're getting ready for a game. Would you be more concerned about playing against Lawrence Taylor Reggie White, Aaron Donald, Richard Dent, or whomever else on the back end. Who would be the you and you only can choose one here. Who are you going to be like, "Oh shit, we got some issues this week."
2: You know what, I'm always I'm always going to choose a guy closer to the line of scrimmage. Okay. So, I would a secondary guy, I can play away from him okay. sometimes, okay. right? So, they would come last. Now, because I can formation if they're a team that doesn't flop with their best player, okay. I can move my formation away I got you. at least, at least neutralize it. But I still got to know, like when you threw the ball in the air, you better Dion would bait you; he'd let gotcha. you think you had him beat and catch up. But I'm always a closer to the line of scrimmage, closer to the quarterback guy. Okay. Now, my pride and selfish reasons say guys I played against, right? Because I, I think Lawrence Taylor is. is he he would. We had Zimmerman and Randall McDaniel were our left guard left, left tackle, left guard. Right, and dude. There's not. I mean, that's as good a left side of a line yeah. as there is in the history of uh, Upshaw right. and Shell and right. Zimmerman and McDaniel. Right? right. I'm telling you, that was friggin' <laughs> phenomenal. Well, we they'd give when when Zim and Zim. What? Let me tell you something about Gary Zimmerman. Technique. Why Gary Zimmerman would bury Gary didn't say anything for the most. Like the hunt fish. That yep. good outdoor old lineman. Right. And a friggin' great guy and a monster. But, dude, Zim, you knew when Zim's nerves on the week were getting ready to play Reggie or LT.
1: Yep.
2: Because, and the fellas would give him a hard time. Hey, hey, Zim. And Randall McDaniel would too. He goes, Ooh, Lawrence Taylor this week, huh? And Zim, like, motherfucker. You know, he'd be like, and, he, and Zim was that guy in the huddle that he wanted to know the play. Like, if you yep. stand outside the huddle getting it, he goes, Sean, Sean wants to play. With? He wanted to know the play before you called it in the huddle. So he could start getting in his mind how he was going to do, de- and when it was Reggie and Lawrence, he wanted it twice as fast. Right? Yeah. Give me that damn play before you step your ass in this huddle, so I know. Not that he was afraid, yeah. but his nerves were shut, and rightfully so. Hall of Famer blocking Hall of Famer. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Trust me, Zim got the best of most of the guys most of the time. Okay, and but you,
1: will, but you will, I'm um, gonna answer it. I'm okay. going to answer it. All right.
2: I, 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 to me, of Reggie was such a technician, but so friggin' good. Grant, I saw him. He, he remember one of our guys, our tackle, I'll leave his name out. I know who it is, but, and another good player, but I can remember Reggie switched sides one time was coming in and he stepped outside. He had that, remember the club move that Reggie had to, he took a 300 plus pounder. He stepped outside our tackle, stepped and Reggie dipped back inside and clubbed him with his right arm. And the, the, the side of the guy's helmet hit the ground first, (laughs) full grown monster, but and I, and I hate to do this because I think LT may be the best all-around defensive player I've ever seen. Right. Right. But the fearful game plan. Who? And I'll tell you why. Is that if <laughs> I put if I put Aaron Donald at defensive end. Uh huh. I think he could lead the league in sacks from out there. But he's an interior guy, and right. as a drop back quarterback, they get to that quarterback faster. So they are nasty against the run. You got to double team them, and they can they they can. It's like a point guard who doesn't score. Even if he doesn't get sacks, he is. Change the way you have to, def- to, you know, protect and run game. So yep. it is close, dude. I, I, I that that is such a hard question, but I'm not gonna. I'm not. Gonna, I would probably and maybe it's recency bias. Even though when I played against, them, it was like, "Damn, we're playing against you know, 56 and Reggie." You know, his, right. I was like, "This is this is not good." But I would say with the size of pure strength, and he was in such Aaron Donald's in such good shape, pure size, strength, explosiveness. I think he's probably the guy that if you don't control, you lose all three of those guys. I'd go Donald, maybe slight. I I don't think he's the best defensive player ever. I think he's in the conversation. But I do think when you're game planning, because of where he lines up and what he does to dis so close to the quarterback, because those guys who sit in the pocket don't want anybody at their legs, yep. right? Sometimes yep. you can push a guy by. So yep. uh, And it's normal. We don't usually choose interior guys. I would take Donald in a tight one. But it is if you give me Reggie, okay, yep. I'm gonna beat you so, yep. slightly because I think he is physically more explosive than the other two. And yep. LT was as explosive off the edge as anybody on the planet.
1: Uh, breaking news: uh, The Angels have just fired Joe Madden. The Angels have lost 12 in a row. I mean, Madden's look at his resume as a manager. I don't know what the hell's wrong with the Angels. I mean, they just never. I mean, Mike Trout's being wasted there in terms of you know what you no want, doubt. and no and doubt. it's just but what, they've lost 12. Games in a row, and Madden just fired. I just wanted to put that in. Think,
2: think about this, Grant. Well, let me pre- on my morning show. My producer, who's an Angels diehard Angels fan from California, yep. he said, "I believe." I said, "If the Angels lose to the Red Sox, they lost one to nothing last night, right?" And uh, Michael Walker, he, what three hitter or whatever it was, yep. three hitter and he pitched nine innings. Is he said, "If the Red Sox beat the Angels tonight, I'll I predict Joe Madden will be fired." Well, they didn't wait. Wow! So he's going to stand up and t- take t- take some bows tomorrow because. They got after they, they got rid of Joe Madden, as you said, and I will tell you this that I, I find it really hard. And I, I get listen, when you lose 12 in a row and you were playing good bass, on it goes somehow, some way, has the speech lost its way or decision making? So I understand the firing why it has to happen. Yeah. I get it, same and with Joe, Joe Girardi, yeah. too. Yeah, it happens, Girardi right. as well. But I also, and you can be really good and get fired, it happens in all the businesses. Yep. So I, yep. I understand. But they're already Moreno and that group. They got to start doing a better. This is 20 years now. This is 20 years since they've been in a World yep. Series and yep. won one.
1: Yep. And when you
2: say that, it's like, and how can every single you? you mentioned Mike Trout, they get Rendon who's been hurt. You got Otani who's the MVP. Yep. How can you miss on pitching 20 straight years? A staff, right? It's yep. either injuries or pitching that destroys yep. them. So you yep. think in the scouting department somewhere, somehow, you luck into a good staff in 20 years, right? Yep. And if you're my, and think about it, all that money Mike Trout makes, and there's a good chance that Mike Trout will never sniff a World Series at bat, considering they if we're That's going unbelievable. by history, it is. And yep. we've not on the biggest stage. So it doesn't surprise me at all. I'm usually a guy who likes, I think we fire coaches and people too soon. Sure. But this, this, this one's not too yep. soon.
0: It's not all too right. soon.
1: I did a podcast on this today. I think I feel the exact same way as you. I don't even have to ask you because I already know how you are. I don't give a shit what your sexuality is. I, I don't care. Makes no difference to me. What care what I care about, are you a good person or are you not? I don't really care what your sexuality is. It is right. a non-issue to me. I feel that what happened in Tampa on Saturday, I have no problem with these nights. All the teams do it now. Okay. They do it for a variety of reasons. They want to say, hey, look at us. We support you. So, you know, they 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 Keep away from all the, the political woke bullshit. That's number one. Number two, they get more people into their games. They make more money. They sell more tickets. They sell more concessions. They have it's good. The it's a
2: good night of marketing. It, it is. Yeah, sure it is.
1: Absolutely. Okay. So I get that. I think Tampa made a big mistake by having the players wear special logos on their uniform. I hate that in sport. Adam Silver, a couple of years ago, after the bubble in Orlando, before the start of the next season, admitted that putting Black Lives Matter all over the bubble in Orlando was a mistake, the ratings were terrible, and he came out and said, you know what, in hindsight, we went overboard, and I have to recognize, and we need to recognize as a league, that there are people, many of whom just want to tune in to watch the game. Again, I'm fine with the Tampa Bay Rays for the 16th year in a row having Pride Night. I got no problem with that at all. I do have a problem with it going onto the field and putting it on the uniforms. The five players that did not wear the cap or the logo on their jersey are being ridiculed. They're being maligned. ESPN, Sarah Spain called them bigots. I mean, I can go on and on. It was a faith-based decision on their part. I don't have any problem with that. The issue that I'm having a problem with is, once again, in this country – we can't have constructive dialogue and conversation. I thought the president of Tampa Bay Rays came out and said it beautifully. And he said, you know, the one thing that this has done, it's opened up a new avenue of conversation so that maybe we can all be better. And I I agree with that. The venom and the negativity from those that just want to jump on those five players because they didn't want to partake in wearing the logo bothers me. I think they're being unfairly labeled and stereotyped. And that really, I think that sucks.
2: it's a it's a finger pointing bullshit is what it is now listen, that's right listen i i have we don't have to say i, I don't need to uh, my 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 character speaks for itself when it comes to how i feel about people you know that and i don't, I don't I know that some prefaces, but sometimes no. in this day and age you do because well you don't you, if you don't wear a pride patch or hat then you then you're anti-gay that is far from the truth correct first off if you don't want it to happen, either don't put them on or don't give players the option. Okay, that that because now you you put them in a in, in a box by themselves. It is absurd. So if you don't put Black Lives Matter on your header, or if you didn't wear a Black Lives, if you didn't put the blackout sign when it was going through it, does that mean that you you don't like African Americans? That that's that that's not it's not fair. To those that are going through. And if you're the type that says, "Dude, I can't believe you wore a Gay Pride patch," then shame on you too. If that That's was, right. He wants. these should. If, if, if it's optional to wear it, and you want to wear it, good. It doesn't mean. Just like I've always said, Grant, I'm a I'm a stander for the national anthem. I yep. grew in a military. That's just me. me I'm not going to hate the guy next to me. That's up to him. If he wants to kneel down, he can deal with how he wants to. Deal. I'm never kneeling. N- never. That's just. Part I'm not of either. It. But if a guy kneels, do I believe he hates the military? The answer to me is no. I don't believe that if you stood during that. That you're racist, you can actually stand during when your teammates are kneeling and not be considered racist and still love all people. And you can kneel for a reason because we had military fight for the flag, but also some military will tell you, we fought for you to have that right to make that choice. And if you kneel down, that's okay. That's okay. Doesn't mean I have to. And I'm not going to ridicule you and say, well, you're a bad teammate. I stood up. How dare you? You must hate white people. If it's for Black Lives Matter or you must hate our country if you stand and and, and I kneel, you, you must hate the country, right? No, I, 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 I love our country. Meaning if you're somebody who did. So it's not it's, it's they're not ex- exclusive. And in this situation, in Tampa, I, I read over it, and read over it. And I thought, OK, what's the perception? I'm tired of people's perception, burying people that may not have a, an anti-gay bone in their body. Yep. Because maybe, and I know that people, when some people say, well, it's because of religion. Well, and then people ridicule them for saying, oh, that's your excuse. That's your hideout. Well, here's what I don't understand. So if you, if you, if, if that is it, so now you're telling me that you're anti-religion then, if that's what my, if your family or if your says that, listen, I, I, you believe in heterosexual marriage or you, you, you don't believe in, 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 in. You know, that you would teach your kids that heterosexual if that's the case, I'm just speaking out, which people have all different kinds of opinions. Listen, I'm not here to disrupt anybody's life. I, and in that situation, I'd have to mull over what I am. I come from a heterosexual family, and but that doesn't mean that I don't support or wouldn't defend somebody who's being abused that's gay. Because right. I would, or somebody right. that's being bullied. I don't I don't stand for, matter of fact, bullying is about the lowest form of life you can have in life. The worst. And it is the worst because bullies are always, if you're a bully in one thing, you're a bully in everything. Yep. But the other side, and when you've got a platform to bully people, that's not a good thing. But just because you decided that it's, and, and you were given a choice that you didn't want to wear it, does not make you a bigot. And then we label them. And here's the problem. When you label Brooks Rayleigh a bigot. Now, I don't know deep in, in his heart what Brooks Raley, what, what he thinks. I can only speak for me. I don't know if he's, like, if he's like, listen, I just don't believe in that. That's not the way I was raised. Okay. Am I supposed to hate him? No. And maybe if you're gay, you don't invite him to your party at home because he doesn't come over. But that doesn't mean necessarily that he's not going to defend you when he needs to defend you. He just, uh, there's a difference in being anti and endorsing. Just because you don't endorse it doesn't mean you're anti. Listen, am I supposed to hate a friend who smokes cigarettes, but I'm not going to ever endorse it? Does that make sense? I understand? Not, you get what I'm saying in a I understand. way. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. So Spot my on. Is, yeah, my, my point is, is that we have come. We we use these platforms when we have them to, and I don't. Like I said, most people in life, you know what? I wouldn't know if they didn't tell you what their sexual preference is. Unless you know, I don't know. Absolutely. And, and, Absolutely. And I will tell you this. I will defend. Race, religion, uh, gender—I will defend anybody yep. that is getting bullied by somebody who doesn't like. I will, and I will Amen. fight them till the end. But for you. I have zero issue if you don't want to wear a patch. promoting I have no it, issue. It, then I—I I got. There's bigger things for me to concern myself with, yep. whether it's that yep. patch or anything else. To. Go out and make a difference, and do it. And who's the, I don't know what th- those five guys do on their own time. That's for them to decide. But I can tell you sure. this: I don't believe you deserve to be ridiculed. Ridiculed, you can be. Sure, you can make an own decision without being anti anything. Amen. I Amen. I, I, right. I just hate it, and then you get labeled that. And you know what people say? Yeah. Oh, you hate gay. No, I don't hate. If you're those guys, no. It's just I have a different belief. People want you to have freedom of speech and belief. Only at times if it fits a narrative for them, correct. And so, if you don't want to celebrate, just like if you decide you're not standing for the national anthem, and as a fan in the stands because you yep. got a problem, and I'm sitting next to you, I'm not going to yep. slap you upside the head. I'm probably right. not even going to ask you why. Sure. I'm just going to go about my business, and you got to decide you're come to Jesus, whatever the reason is. So, sure. no, I, I had no problem with those guys doing it, and if you want to, if people want to be critical, that's fine. But to label them, I yep. got a real problem with. I do.
1: Okay. I'm now going to switch to Deshaun Watson. I do believe innocent until proven guilty. We have now had a 24th accuser come forward to file a suit. I always like to talk about common sense. Okay. Common sense is Deshaun Watson is guilty. All right. Common sense is these 24 women are not all making up some story to frame him. I also was just like, what the hell was Rusty Harden talking about a couple of days? I mean, I, I could not believe it. I, I was just like, I had to read that twice to make sure I was not misreading what he said in the interview. Deshaun Watson, again, common sense tells me he's guilty and that these women are not lying. Now, could it poss- could, could some of the women possibly being embellishing? What Maybe. But these 24 women are not all together, all right, trying to ruin Deshaun Watson's life. I wonder how the National Football League, who has said, I believe Roger Goodell said this at the draft, that the investigation was either just finishing it up or was finished and there would be a decision forthcoming. I don't see how the National Football League can allow Deshaun Watson to play anytime soon. And by that, I know a lot of people think there's going to be the basic six-game suspension. I think a six game suspension would be a major slap in the face to these 24 women. Okay. I think it's going to be much more than six games. I will be surprised if it's not a minimum, an absolute minimum of half the season. And it would not surprise me if he was suspended for the whole year.
2: Grant, I'm with you. And being in Houston, I'm sitting right in the middle of this thing. Yes, you are. Not in the middle because I'm not in yes, the league are. part. But, and Rusty is a, Rusty Hart is a powerful attorney. Yep. And and so is, you know, the, both attorneys are powerful. And we've said it a million times, too, about people deserve to be heard. Now, this yep. 24th accuser, remember now, of the, the other, the, all the the criminal charges were thrown out. Correct. They were just dis- dismissed. The 24th wasn't involved in that. This is a new one. Rusty Hardin says, we're not familiar with this one. If that 24th one wants to file criminal charges, he will have to go back and deal with that. Because right. this no longer falls under the... Now, if the person says no, I'm just getting in on the, on the civil. Okay, but that person still now this is this has almost become a standalone. The 24th, right? Because yes. of the timing of it, you're so right about common sense. I, I don't know Deshaun Watts. I'm here, Deshaun Watson. It, it's this. It's the strangest turn of events that in a media that I that I've ever been close to being here. A guy that was beloved, then said he didn't want to be in the city after leading the league in passing, got a huge contract from the. Texans. And then all of a sudden, the month after that, when he said he didn't want to be in the city, then this comes down the pike. I don't know what's all true. I have a hard... First off, it's awfully suspicious if 24 are collaborating to go after Deshaun Watson, right? And it's not like... If you wanted a normal massage, one of these massage places professional, and you walk in there, you can do it. And I'm, and I'm not saying these women weren't, but if it was just about getting a deep tissue massage on your back, we, we, you, you can go and see all these five-star rated places. But whatever his fetish, whatever it is, with massages from somebody from out of state or on their, whatever yeah. it is, and that, well, they haven't dismissed as Rusty Hardin said a happy ending, saying right. that's not commonplace, and they haven't dismissed the fact that there was consensual sex. So if you don't go into it like that, then how does consent? And, and he's, and he's gotta, I know, I, I, you know, I, I have, a, I guess what I'm saying is, when I look at it, it's like I side eye like, how can? And he said he's innocent has never done anything, anything wrong, there hasn't been any remorse on his part at all. Zero. A, at all. He's, it's, Zero. A matter of fact, it's a sense of arrogance along the way. Denial. And and, and and he said that he's no regrets. So if you're these 24 women now, and I don't know what went on. He, he may not have. If you maintain your innocent, fight it to the end. Don't yep. settle. Fight it to the end Correct. so people can say, you know what? See, screw all you people who jumped out Correct. in front of this. Fight it to the end. If you settle, you may still be innocent, but it tells me that most people, court of public opinion will say, yeah, he settled because he didn't want to have to deal with it anymore. That's what they'll say, even though it's not fair because, well, you're still innocent until proven guilty. But when we say guilty of criminal charges and we're somebody like, oh, okay, I don't know of the 24. I don't know any of them either, but I can tell you this. If nothing else, it's awfully suspicious. And secondly, he's not just – if you'd asked me this, Grant, in March, I'd have said – well, I don't know if, and, and then after the criminal charge, I said, okay, we just suspended Steve uh, Calvin Ridley, the NFL did for yep. a fifteen hundred dollar bet for a minimum of a year, <laughs> right? A minimum of a year, right? He's got. Let me. I don't know when, but just just my opinion. I have no inside legal. Sure. Anybody telling me there's no way he there he's there's a full season he's not gonna play. I agree. And, and I agree. If, if there's twenty four, is there twenty eight? Is there somebody else going to say? And I think what happens when you approach this, I'm not saying through being humble, you have to admit, you you want to admit something that you don't believe you did if you didn't do it. These women deserve to be heard. So does Deshaun Watson. But with this, I would think that some kind of remorse saying I'm sorry that we were ever in those situations or that I made anybody uncomfortable. I haven't seen, other than when when we read what he said to them. I I, I don't know. There's a sense of, Teflon, or I—I I don't think he thinks he's—I think he thinks he's—you yeah. you can't touch him legally. That and keeps because they—they pay him a new contract and the rest of he, sure. he's won when it comes to the money side all the time. So yeah. nobody wins in this. The scars will be deep. PR wise, um, his 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 PR hit for these women—if they did—if they were violated, And yeah. those scars scars going to last forever. No matter how much money they get Correct. in this, if they do get so, Grant, I'm going to tell you the optics alone you can't just do this on optics it wouldn't be fair to either side but i am with you i have a hard time believing i don't know what's true in there but what do we usually say somewhere in the middle lies the truth right yeah somewhere in there if it would if it's one or 20 it's still yep it's not it's you can't do that if some again if somebody doesn't want you to do it so if 24 were consensual and they said yeah i'd love to do it for an extra uh, which is obviously yep. appears not the case. So I, I, you went six games. I, I'm with you. I, I think that's what way too little. We need yep. a fifteen hundred dollar bet. I, I, would be willing to bet now. Grant, if you said Sean, lay it down. i almost say he misses a full season. I agree. Twenty two or twenty twenty three.
1: I agree. I think you All have right. to. All right, tomorrow, game three, NBA finals. Couple of thoughts on this series. The Warriors have won seven of eight quarters. Game one, the fourth quarter for Boston. Here's the difference that I see right now. First of all, Boston's happy; they're going home one-one.
2: Like you want, like yeah, I mean that's you correct. They see so you needed them to have that happen, right?
1: And I thought Boston, in order to win the championship, would have to win two games on the Warriors' home court. So they've right. already won one. There's no way the Celtics are winning this series unless Jason Tatum, the Jason Tatum that I saw against Miami, reemerges. They're not. they they're not. They're not going to beat the Warriors. They may not beat him anyway, but they are not beating them without Jason Tatum being the Tatum that we saw against Miami. The difference that I see between these two teams right now is one team has Steph Curry and the other team doesn't. And I just, barring an injury to Curry, I don't see the Warriors losing this series. I don't think the Warriors are going to have any issues going into Boston and winning a game. It's not going to be an issue for them. And I also look at Boston this year in the playoffs. They've been very sporadic at home, they had some bad, bad losses against Miami. They lost a couple of home games to Milwaukee. So it's not like going into Boston is like, oh, wow, we can't win in Garden. Boston. It's not
2: like Boston Garden was, right? That's
1: No, no, absolutely not. And again, I'm not diminishing how good the Celtics are. All I'm saying is they're not winning this series unless Tatum is the Tatum that we saw in Miami. And I'm wondering why he has been so ineffective. Now, I know he had 13 assists in game one, and I get that. But when you think of Tatum, you're thinking of a guy that is going to carry the load offensively in terms of scoring, and we haven't seen that. And that's puzzling to me because he was just the MVP of the Eastern Conference Finals.
0: chumba by 18 plus details
2: there's no question about it Grant if both teams play their best
1: the Warriors win they,
2: Golden State wins right if if Jason Tatum now listen, I, I, and I you know how I feel I said if he did, if he does not if he's not the best player in the series they're not winning they may push it to seven right. I don't think they, I don't I don't think they'll win it and I just uh, the firepower itself is 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 to well if even if Tatum goes off, you got a chance that Clay and Steph can go off and Draymond can get involved. You know what I'm saying? There's just yep. it's if both play their best. I, and, and you're right. I and he, here's what I do know: assists. And I, I agree, getting assists and doing it all. And it'd be great to have a Magic Johnson 42, 15 and seven in Game Six against the Sixers. But we want our superstars to take over Game with the Ball in and score. Jordan, yeah, Magic, yeah, Steph. The way that that that's what we want, and the truth is that's what they need. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know, and you know, I've told you many times. He's my he's he, I'm a huge Jason Tatum fan. You got to call like he can't. He has got to shoot well. He's got to dominate the basketball. He's got to take over, and the mindset has to be the only way we're winning. And even if it sounds self, it doesn't mean he's got a ball hog. He's got to right. get open shots for people. The only way that we win it is if I carry this team on my shoulders. And guess what? Superstars that we put in a rarefied air, yeah. that's what they have to do. And then that's what we expect them to do. Not only does he have to be the best player in the series, he's got to play like a top three or four player in, in, in the NBA to get, and he's rising up this on the right. He's a yep. good player, but you can't be, he's got to be great in the series. The rest of the, he can't be good. He's got to be great. You think this
1: series, you think this series goes back to San Francisco 2-2 or 3-1? Um,
2: I, I, I actually, I'm going to say that the Celtics get one at home. Me too. I think it's going back 2-2.
1: They've shown a great resiliency to bounce back after bad losses. They don't lose two games in a row very often, but the Warriors will win at least one game in Boston, in my opinion.
2: No doubt about it. So, yes, this hinges on Tatum because here's the problem. Now, I know we saw in game one where he didn't score and Jalen Brown did his thing, and the best number two in this series is Clay Thompson, right? The best number, meaning the second best player on a team, either team, Thompson's the next guy. Who can hang 35 on you in a blink of an eye? That has been awful. That's exactly right. Right. And look, and, and look, they blow them out in game two. And yep. the only way the Celtics won game one was the fourth, of the, the, their late run. When I'm watching that yep. game, I said, oh, man, am I going to turn this off? Next thing you know, Celtics win a, win a basketball game. So, yep. yeah, I, I think that the Celtics can hang in there. They both play their best. But Jason Tatum yep. is going to have to go all Kevin Durant. My, he's Michael Jordan. He has yep. got to understand, because if he comes out of this series playing average, guess what these, these shows are going to do to him? They're going to get him. And whether it deserves it or not, they're going to get him because we hold our stars here. We want them to elevate in in, in these. And this is his first chance to elevate in this finals. We got to see him do it if you're a Celtic, if if the Celtics are going to win.
1: Good show today, buddy. We covered a lot of topics. Appreciate you.
2: Love it, man. Always great to be with you. Fast moving. You're the best. I appreciate you, man. Thanks.
1: Have a good one. Take care. Grant Napier, Sean Salisbury. Great to have you with us here on No Filter Network